You're listening to the Connected Parenting Minute with Will and Carrie Ann Sandfest. This podcast is a conversation about parenting using connection first, trauma informed principles. Because when you lead with connection, everyone feels seen, which is the foundation to a more peaceful home. This podcast reminds you that you don't have to be a perfect parent, but we can all get a little better. One connected parenting minute at a time. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast tonight. My name is Will Stanfist, and with me this evening is my lovely wife, Carrie. So good to see you tonight, babe. Ah, it's good to see you too. We have our new uh, recording space, so to speak. We we moved up to the bonus room above our garage instead of in the middle of our bedroom. Which uh, which my wife appreciates. I do. It's not your favorite having electronic recording equipment and wires and cables all over our bedroom, so. And some random like mini wall that I built with plexiglass, so. Our uh, makeshift like little sound barrier. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. It is nice. It's it's nice to have like a little space and hopefully there'll be, you won't hear any children running around in the background. They better not be. They're supposed to be in bed. <laughs> what? We're recording this in the middle of the day. Right. <laughs> It's totally this quiet all the time at our house. It's not. She's lying. This is yeah. late at night, but it's okay because that's kind of who we are. We've got, we're definitely more night owls. Night owls. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> definitely more than night owls. We're after, not. after 20 some years of being married, we've maybe finally admitted to ourselves that we are not uh, morning people. We just kind of accepted that we're night owls. That's what we do. And so we've trained our children that they're not supposed to get out of bed until 730. Yeah. Which shockingly works. It's actually quite lovely on the weekends. We should get to our podcast topic for tonight. Absolutely. Tonight's topic, we were going to talk about, do you find yourself saying no to your kids a lot? Mm-hmm. Or the subtitle might be why saying yes is important. Ooh. It's a topic that comes up a lot with connected parenting because... A lot of people will look at connected parenting as you're just a soft parent and you're just permissive and you just let your kids do whatever you want. And that is certainly not true. No. One of the things we struggle with as parents is that our kids ask us for a lot of things, like a lot. All the time. If you have eight children like us, you get approximately, what, 16.5 million questions a day? I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Yep. It's hard because it's exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. And a lot of the times, if we're being honest with ourselves, we just say no out of reflex. Can I do this, Dad? No. Can I do that? No. I didn't even finish asking my question. Whatever it is, no. Exactly. As we strive to be better parents and as we strive to be honest with ourselves and do some self-reflection, that's not the kind of parent I want to be. Oh, mom will never let me do anything or dad will never let me do anything or... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever soundtrack that they come up with because they feel like we say no all the time. Yeah, no. And it's it's hard because we want to be nice to our kids. But in the midst of everything, like you just get tired, the day to day stuff on a regular basis. It's just easier to take care of it yourself or it's easier to say no because it doesn't add something to your plate. Yeah. And I think a lot of us as parents don't want to be the parent who never lets them do anything fun or never let, never says yes to things and stuff like that, but it's hard. And so we wanted to have a conversation about that tonight because I know it's a mindset I get into a lot. I know that I struggle with just, it's more of a joke now. I've gotten a little bit better, but sometimes it's like, whatever you're going to ask me, no, I'm just, I'm tired. I don't want to, whatever, I know. Mm-hmm. But it's a real struggle. Like it's a legitimate thing. And so we want to talk about why yeses are important 
And then just some strategies of how to help you say yes more often to our kiddos because it, it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to start talking about why a yes is important. Foundational brain science kind of stuff. And so if we go back to when a child is first born as an infant, did you know that in the first year of life, the average infant hears 100,000 yeses? Really? Tell me more about that. It's called the attachment cycle. I am not a doctor, so this is the this is the parent version. The basic summary of the attachment cycle is that a child has a need. And as an infant, the needs are they're sleepy, hungry, they need to be changed. They're pretty simple. But the child has a need and they express that need by crying. And so the child gives voice to their need. They cry out. And then in a healthy attachment cycle, the parent responds to their need, hears the cry, comes to the child, comforts the child, and then meets the child's need. Mm-hmm. And you do that 100,000 times, and even an infant will learn, hey, if I need something and I make some noise, that big person who's nice to me comes and brings me what I need. Mm-hmm. It is a fundamental building block to trust, huge for neurodevelopment in our infants and stuff like that. It helps Mm -hmm. our child feel like they have a voice when Mm -hmm. they express their need. People listen and they can meet their needs. And so it's it kind of builds that attachment cycle. Child cries out, the parent responds, meets the need and the child is comforted. And then just it happens over and over and over again. It kind of builds that attachment and that foundation inside of the baby. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And, you know, when we're talking about kids in this situation, it's a a typical situation, right? And when we talk a little bit more about kids that have experienced foster care or have experienced adoption, sometimes we can even get into they haven't had those needs met throughout their lifetime. So understanding that in a healthy infant parent relationship, those needs being constantly met. But then if they weren't and then a child comes into your home as an older kid or a toddler, you know, and beyond, starting from that point, you can start to see even right then where it's harder to build that relationship because they don't have that ingrained in their brain. Like just Mm -hmm. thinking about a baby crying like that and being like, I want to take care of that baby yeah, Um, because we've experienced that so many times. I can see that. You just explaining that to me just like, ah, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Babies need being met. Yeah. And the reality is that our kiddos that come to us from hard places have experienced a broken version of that Mm -hmm. where a caregiver was unable to meet that need consistently. Mm -hmm. And that affects how the child develops their attachment. Right. If it's inconsistent, if it was unpredictable, all these things can affect how the child attaches. And that attachment style affects their relationship styles as they get older. Right. And there is a whole plethora of really good information on attachment styles. And maybe sometime we'll like wander down that path gradually. Absolutely. But it's a lot of information and it's really good. It's important to understand. It's a good groundwork for a discussion on why finding ways to say yes to our kiddos is important because it's important for our neurotypical biological children, but Mm -hmm. it's especially important for adopted and foster kiddos. Absolutely. Uh, What would you say is the first, the first step is somebody who wants to start saying yes to their children? Yeah. Well, I think that part of a is we have to start shifting away from that no mindset because it's so easy to get into. It's easier. It's easier if I do it myself. Like if a kid's asking, well, can I help with something? That's a big struggle. It's easier to be like, nope, this inconveniences me or changes our schedule or my plans. This, this makes it harder on me. So those are the things that are, I think, 
at the heart of the struggle. I yeah. mean, at least for in our family, it's like, oh, I have to do something different and I don't want to do that. But or if they want to help in the kitchen, yeah, they're going to make a big mess mm-hmm. and maybe waste longer, a couple eggs or whatever. So, it's like, I just want to get me all done and feed you and right. move on. Because we have like, to do that 500 times a, a week, it feels like. Yeah. You know, so I think the first part and shifting away from that no mindset is to make space intentionally to take time to plan more time around things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, all right, well, instead of starting dinner, you know, half an hour before it's supposed to be, we're supposed to eat so we can do X, Y, and Z later that night, being able to say, okay, you know what? Little Tommy is going to want to ask to help with dinner. So I'm going to start like, you know, an hour before dinner is supposed to get on and then maybe I'll have a little time to relax up, but you know, before we eat, but if not, that's okay. You Mm -hmm. know, today, even our, our seven year old wanted to help make dinner. And I was like, okay, I'm going to say yes to this. And so she helped me by like making lasagna and she ended up making most of it and was really capable in it. And it, she felt so proud about that. And oh, she like grew an inch. She yeah. was like strutting around and everything. And it, it was, was really good. Like she, she surprised me in doing so well. But like if she doesn't get that experience, if I don't take the time to make it for her. I think teaching our kids to cook has been one of the hardest things for me. Again, that whole piece of I just want to get dinner on the table. And yeah. I know I can do it really quick. Yeah. And so, you know, making that space. And then I think finding, you know, small things that we can, that I myself can be okay with saying yes to, Mm -hmm. be intentional about that. I'm going, okay. Like today I was like, all right, I know I can say yes to having her help and it's not going to kill me. It might Mm -hmm. become close, but it's not going to kill me. (laughs) What I hear in that too is kind of knowing, knowing what your kid needs. Like what is the Mm -hmm. yes that that's going to mean something to that kiddo, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes, you know, you can, you can be surprised too, because I said yes to another kid who was like, well, can I wash the dishes? And like this particular kid struggles with a lot of different things. And I was just, it's easier to say no, because I'm like, she's going to break something or it's going to be a big deal or it's going to take forever. But in that particular moment, I was like, yeah, you can wash the dishes. And she actually did a really good job. Mm Mm-hmm. It did take her a really long time, but, oh, hey, we might be able to use this more in the future and just plan for that extended period of time Mm -hmm. for her to do that. You know, not ask her when it's like already late for bed, but like I learned something about our kid through that. And so that was good. You gave her an opportunity to grow and you made, and you said yes to her when there was space for it. Exactly. So I was going to say that kind of ties into the next Real important thing is, you know, find intentional things to be saying yes to. Oh, okay. I think that we, it does take work. I mean, parenting takes work, but Mm -hmm. you know, if you're like, oh, you know what? This is probably important. I should find some things to say yes to. And you can come up with yes questions even. For instance, we made the decision. I mean, we homeschool a lot of our kiddos. And so peer relationships are important and they have a lot of, you know, different ones through co-op and through church and through um, neighbors and stuff like that. We decided pretty early on is when our kids started really kind of having friends that if they were asking them to come over or they wanted to have friends over, we were going to say yes, mm-hmm. if we, if we could, like, yeah. and our kids know that. We, you know, and they actually don't really abuse that. Like I would, we've had conversations. Yeah, would, right. I, w- I would think that would be one thing I'd be scared of. I'd be like, oh my gosh, if they know I'm always going to say yes. But it really hasn't been that big of a deal. Like 
my daughter knows that if, if I tell her, oh, I'm sorry, your friend can't spend the night tonight, she knows it's because there's actually really good reason that someone was puking. Mm-hmm. You know, we have... We have plans early in the morning mm-hmm. or somebody or, else was already coming over that evening. Exactly. So, I mean, like if at all possible, we say yes. And they know that. And I think that they find some like reassurance in that, that we're on their side. And it, it builds a relationship absolutely. in that. And then it also helps us decide and beforehand, you know, it's already like, okay, there's, there's a yes is on the table. Mm-hmm. And it actually makes me think of our policy. Hopefully we don't get a lot of, I try not to let this out in the neighborhood that often, but anytime a kid comes to our door selling stuff, the answer is always yes. Like yep. we always buy things from the kids coming to the door because I think early kids, on we, kids, not adults. <laughs> right. No, adults. Door door forget it. Can stay away. <laughs> I get, I get aggressive with that. Ooh. Um, but no, if a kid comes to the door and they have the courage to come up to the door and actually knock, be asking something, I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't care. Whatever it is, I'll whatever buy something. It is. 20 bucks, you whatever. Know, it's 20, fine. 50, whatever, yeah. you know, but we actually, for a while we were budgeting for that and we get less of that in this this neighborhood, this neighborhood, there's not nearly as many. But we used to get it a lot. Yeah. And we just were like, that's that's a yes. Mm-hmm. We we pre-decided that. Yep. And so I think that comes, if you can pre-decide and take how you're feeling out of the moment. Yeah. That, I think that really, that really can help build that connection with your kids because it's not about how you're feeling in that specific moment, but it, the the answer is already predetermined. That's really good. I think that's, I think that's a key part of it is taking your feelings out of that moment and being ready to say yes to certain things to mm-hmm. make sure that you're giving them more yeses because it is, it builds, it builds attachment. It builds relationship, which is all wonderful, good things. Well, you think about it when you have a relationship with a friend, like if you're constantly asking them things and they're constantly saying no, mm-hmm. um, at some point you're going to be like, mm, I don't, I don't think this is working so good. Like you don't want to be around me. You don't want to do things with me. You don't want. Yeah. We, we've had those relationships. We you have. Know? You feel like you're the one, the one who's always trying to initiate. Mm-hmm. Which on one level, it doesn't feel great. But then if it's you're always trying to initiate and they always say no. At a certain point, you just kind of go, mm, well, I guess they're not really interested. I'm going to just move on. To- you kind of quit trying. Yeah. And it's the same way with our kids because our kids, again, shifting that mindset that our kids are not bigger Versions babies. Of babies. They're tiny adults, mm-hmm. you know, and they have real honest feelings and thoughts about those things. Mm -hmm. And I think the last thing that I would really point out too is as we're, again, as we're shifting and learning and growing together as parents and saying, "Hmm, I want to do things a little differently. Maybe something hasn't been working or I feel like I'm repeating the same thing over and over again and getting the same results, but I want different results. I want a close relationship with my kid. I want more intimacy. I want our family to feel, you know, when we grow up as adults or be like, oh, remember that time? Like we had such a good fun time as kids with our family is that we do need to give ourselves grace with it. Mm -hmm. There is times when I genuinely am not in a good place. And I'll tell my kids that I'm like, you know, I really want to say yes to this right now, but mom's just had a week. And I don't think that going to the park this afternoon is going to be the best option. Maybe we can do something else or we can, you know, plan it for another day. Like letting our, being vulnerable and letting our kids see that we struggle sometimes Mm -hmm. and how to do that well, you know, like 
I'm just, I'm having a rough time. So you guys can watch TV. You can, we can have dinner, pizza tonight or whatever. Yeah. Something, but you know, acknowledging that mom and dad do have not great days sometimes and being honest about that. And if we can show that with our words and rather than just being grumpy, I think is important. So I, I think that it's okay. It is okay to say no sometimes. I mean, Obviously, you have to say no a lot sometimes. You do. But I guess I'm just trying to say is like, we shouldn't get so wrapped around the axle about it. Well, I mean, that comes back to the name of the podcast, The Connected Parenting Minute. Minute. There's research out there that talks about if you are a connected, securely attached parent 30% of the time, you are building connection with your children. Right. 30% is not a feeling great. Contrary to what it sounds like. Contrary to what I tell my children. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But it's important. Give yourself the grace that you're not always going to get this thing right. Mm -hmm. That we're all parents and we all live in the real world. This podcast is a conversation between two real parents that we have real struggles and we're really trying, you know. Mm -hmm. We're trying to share our experiences and what works and where we have phenomenally failed. Yeah. And so just give yourself the grace that you can get it right next time. Or one thing that you said earlier, if you said no in the heat of the moment and you regret it. You can go back and say, hey, you know what? I said no, but really what I wanted to say was yes. I think we tend to to think, well, if we said no, then we mean no. And we can't, we back down on that. They're never going to trust that we, when we say no, that they'll believe us. So they'll, they'll keep just hounding us until we change our mind. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to go back to your kid and say, you know what? I was feeling really overwhelmed at that moment, but I had a chance to think about it. And yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And I think it's also important too, to remember, talked recently about this, but like we could say, you know what? I'm not sure right now. Let me get back to you. Especially if you, you're yeah. kind of like on the fence or you're. Or if you, or if you notice that you're not feeling in a good place, right. you're a little dysregulated, you're a little thirsty or a little like, I'm not going to respond well right now. My, my go-to excuse is let me talk to your mom for a minute. Right. And thankfully our kids are, are pretty good about knowing that that's, that's legit. Like we, we talk about things. For- but for them to trust that that's legit, I do have to come back mm-hmm. and respond to them and yeah. give them an answer, you no. know? And so, but that's. But that's all good relationship stuff because mm-hmm. you're being honest about where you're at. You're you're listening to your kids, you know, and if you say no, but then come back later to possibly say yes, they might ask you again. But take that as an opportunity to say, hey, is this really important to you? Mm-hmm. And like that, that's an opening of a conversation. Right? right. For sure. And I think I think the biggest thing to take out of this, too, though, is to be making observations, being aware of your yeses and nos. Sure. Like we can when we can start looking at. When we're responding out of haste or out of convenience versus what that's saying to our kids when we're just watching and being mindful of that, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, as we kind of wrap this up, you want to give us the rundown of the three big tips or the three things that you want people to remember from this discussion about saying no's versus yeses? Absolutely. So first one is try shifting away from a no mindset being aware of your nose and trying to make space to be able to to put some more yeses into that equation. I think the second thing is finding intentional things to be saying yes to. Give yourself scripts, pre-deciding certain things that you can say yes to. So that way in the heat of the moment, you're not relying on your feelings, but you already know the things that you can say yes to. And then last piece is give yourself some grace because we're all learning in this together. We're not going to be perfect. And letting our kids see that is really important because it helps build a 
a mindset and a framework for them as adults to know that they don't have to be perfect either. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to us. I hope that you've been blessed by our thoughts. And as always, reach out with comments, thoughts, questions, ideas for future episodes, whatever you want to hear from us. We would love to hear from you. This podcast doesn't happen without listeners out there. And so thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day. And as we go, we want to remind you, you don't have to be a perfect parent, but we can all get a little bit better. One connected minute at a time to my mom and dad's podcast make sure you hit the subscribe button and hit the like button like 10 billion times yeah for more parenting tips or to connect with us check out the connected parenting minute on youtube instagram and facebook or you can send us an email using connected parenting minute at gmail.com